Hello everybody, this is his Chosen Child Podcast and I'm your host, Camilla Sloan Howard. So, it's my first episode titled, My Road to Redemption. Um, today we're going to just talk about my road to redemption, my road to salvation, and everything that the Lord brought me through and some things that he's delivered me from. So first of all, I want to start out by just praying. So, Lord God, I come to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And God, I just want to ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lead me, Lord God, in this podcast, Lord, that I won't speak anything that you would not have me to speak, Lord, but that I will speak everything that you will have me to speak, Lord, and leave nothing out. So, Lord God, I just pray for your guidance, Lord. I pray for your wisdom, Lord. I pray that your hand and your presence will be over this podcast, Lord. That anybody under the sound of my voice, Lord God, would be permeated by your presence, Lord God. Lord, you said that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of your mouth, Lord. Use me as a vessel, a vessel of your word, Lord. A voice that will reach the captives, Lord, to set them free, Jesus. Lord, I just pray all my anxieties, Lord, be moved away. Lord, I just pray that all my inhibitions, Lord, be moved to the side, Lord. And that I will just be as bold as a lion, Lord. That my story, Lord God, will bring glory to your name, Lord. And that it will give people hope, Lord God. The hope that can only be found in you, Lord. Hope in a future. So, Lord God, I just pray, Lord, for strength and courage, Lord. To go forth, Lord, in my testimony, God. That it may encourage, Lord God. And that it may give somebody a hope, Lord, in a future, God. That you have promised, Lord. Lord, I just pray, Lord God, that you would just be in the midst, Lord, to touch people's hearts, Lord, that this these words may not just be in vain, but Lord God, that they may have power, Lord God, in your presence, Lord God. Lord, I know that you are mighty to save, Lord God, and you are mighty to heal, Lord. So I just pray, Lord God, that you would do a work through me, Lord. And let this be a deliverance season, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, this is not going to be scripted. This is just pretty much, you know, off the top of my head. But I did write down a timeline of things because I kind of didn't want to leave certain stuff out but it's kind of long and drawn out I'll just start from as far back as I can kind of remember and then just lead up to now so I would say that as a whole in a nutshell I have had a lot of suffering in my life I have not had an, an easy road to this redemption I've not had an easy uh, life story or probably not a it may be you know typical but I guess from what I've experienced I always felt like my story was like abnormal compared to most people that I knew so that's probably why I feel like it's not you know the average life story But I would say around the age of five years old, um, 
it had to be about I guess around 1987 I guess that will be the first traumatic thing that I can recall happening in my life my father actually molested me at the age of five he did that um one time because thank god he you know I was able to have sense enough to tell my mom so that didn't happen again he ended up going to jail for it and I never seen him again until I was 25 years old then while I was five I remember um my first time going into foster care I don't really recall why I went into foster care because at the time nothing seemed to be wrong with my mother but um I ended up finding out that it was more so because she was young and she just kind of really wanted to just live her life and she didn't really feel the need to be a parent at that point in time and she just kind of wanted to do her so I don't know one way or another we ended up getting into foster care because she just wanted to go live her life and be free and um so from the ages of five to eight um I ended up in first foster home and that was with um my foster mother who was a Christian and she was very much involved in church and that's pretty much kind of like how I got introduced to God spirituality Jesus um church culture that whole church environment something that I never really had before living with her and that had a huge impact on my spiritual walk and growth because that's where the seed was planted and um that was when I really started to kind of like grasp my young mind around you know God and the things of God um then I remember around I would say eight nine years old I ended up going back home with my mother me and my brother so I forgot to mention that it was just me and my brother um going through this from the jump so when I went into foster care the first round he was with me um and then my older brother we are 11 months apart and um when we went back home to live with our mother like during the course of those three years that we were in foster care somewhere along the line she ended up getting on drugs which when we went in she wasn't on drugs when we got out she was so when we returned back to her she was really really bad um strung out on drugs like really bad she was very abusive and very neglectful she abused us physically emotionally she kind of just was not able to be there for us in no way because she was struggling with her own issues and mental health issues her drug addictions and that just really just caused a lot of trauma in me and my brother's life for those um I guess it was like three years three or four it was about four years that we were back at home with her and during that time it was just the most traumatic time of my life like I just went through some like unspeakable abuse and um it was just a confused and just very like overwhelming time so about the age of 12 me and my brother decided that we wasn't going to take it anymore and we ended up running away so when we ran away we actually i think we were like en route to my grandmother's house but on the way to her house we passed the police station and we just decided to go in there and we ended up telling them everything that we had been through because we knew that we had to we kind of like kept it all a secret for the whole time that we were going through it 
but we knew that if we told the police like the truth about everything that they were kind of like going to be able to pull us up out of that situation so we ended up going in there telling them everything that that she you know put us through and we ended up uh going into foster care again and somewhere in in that time frame she ended up going to jail so when we first went to um back into foster care we kind of like for a couple of months uh went to like a couple foster homes probably like two foster homes but we weren't there long just probably like a couple months then we ended up um getting accepted into like this private owned children's home and it was like really nice it was like one of the it was like probably the best children's home you could get in or be in in St. Louis so that was a blessing and I would say from the age of uh, 13 to 17 um, we were in that children's home until I was in the 11th grade but I I remember the summer before I went to um, the summer before 10th grade um, me and a couple of girls from the children's home you know I built some bonds and friendships there and one of the girls that was my friend at the home um, we ended up like on a weekend pass going to her family's house and somebody had a party or something but basically um, we were all drinking, wasn't supposed to be, I don't, I don't even recall any adults being there, but I do remember like drinking a lot. I was 15 and I was drunk to the point where I was like completely out of it. And her brother, her older brother, he ended up like basically raping me because if I had not been drunk, I was a virgin. I would not have agreed or even like wanted to have sex with him. I didn't even know him like that. And he just kind of like took advantage of me because I was so inebriated. He just, he, he raped me basically. And, um, then around, so after that happened, like that, that opened up the door for the, the promiscuity in my life because after I had sex with him I remember like not long after that I started just having sex with people just different boys and um I was kind of like surprised at myself like I feel like I was moving fast and I didn't expect you know when I did like envision you know my sex life as a a older person or a young adult I never thought that it would have been it started out in that way and and just I was surprised at the things that I was doing but looking back on it I kind of understand why I was doing it because I had so much emotional trauma and I had a lot of confusion and a lot of um just issues so around 16 is when I met my children's father and I got pregnant we were in a relationship and uh, he was much older than me so I ended up um, having to leave the children's home because you you can't be pregnant there and once they found out I was pregnant I had to leave so this was my um my junior year I had to leave. Um I ended up going to my grandmother's house. Um in the meantime, um then my caseworker ended up finding this program, this transitional living program for teens that were transitioning from being into foster care um and transitioning into like being independent and living on their own. So I ended up getting into their program. I met my godmother. And then in 2000, when I was 17, I had my first child. Um, And then 
I had my second child. Yeah, I had my second child at 19. And um, I ended up getting emancipated from state's custody at that age. So now I'm like, you know, I had to fend for myself. I didn't have no really like support at the time. Um, And it was just like, now you just have to be an adult and take care of yourself and these two kids. So I just was like kind of overwhelmed at that point. So then me and my kid's father, we moved in together. But we had kind of been living together for like short periods of time on and off. But we got a place together. Um, This was like, yeah, the last place that we had together because we had a few places together. And I ended up getting pregnant again at 21 with my last child. And that relationship... Um, I met him at 16 and we were together until I was 21. And that was a very toxic and a very uh tumultuous relationship. Um I just went through it was kind of like a cycle like of abuse that I had endured as a child. It was kind of like replaying itself but just in a whole different way. But it was nothing healthy about that. It was um, it was just a lot of uh, emotional trauma that I experienced in that relationship. And um, I just got tired of, you know, being cheated on, being taken advantage of, being brainwashed. It was just, it was a lot. So um, I ended up, like just packing up me and my three kids stuff one day and my godmom who I who um owned the uh transitional living program she had moved to Texas and I would call her crying telling her how I felt overwhelmed I would have literally have to be like trapped in the house with my three kids I he was very like um controlling I couldn't go nowhere I couldn't have freedoms I would just literally have to be in the house with the kids by myself while he was out in the streets and I would just like have breakdowns so I called her I remember walking to a payphone calling her on the payphone because I didn't have a house phone or a cell phone and she kind of just told me you know if you want to come down here you can so I decided that I wasn't going to tell him I was leaving and I just ended up packing all my stuff and um the next morning, me and my kids called an Amtrak from St. Louis to Texas. And when I got to Texas, he completely stopped helping me with the kids. And this was around 2004. My last baby, she was like eight, nine months old. But he didn't give me no type of support. Um, He was still trying to control me by not helping me because he was upset that I had left him. And he told me that when I decided to leave him, then I decided to take care of those kids on my own. And when I say he told me that he stood on that, he was not playing. So I ended up, my godmom, um, she ended up moving back to St. Louis. And since I didn't know anybody back in Texas, I decided to come back to St. Louis with her. So uh, when I got back to St. Louis... I kind of, because she was involved in church and she was a Christian woman um, who I looked up to and had a big influence on me and a, and a huge support in my life. Um, she was involved in church, so she would invite me to church all the time. She would always give me, like, godly advice and encouragement. And, you know, I felt that I always felt throughout my life that God was kind of, like, tugging on me, and I knew he was real. And I knew, you know, that he was something that I would eventually want to go after, but I just didn't know at what point in my life that I would actually pursue him. So um, she would invite me to church, and sometimes I would go to church, and sometimes I would really, like, make a commitment in my mind to give my life to Christ. And because of the hard times I was going through, and I guess because I was so young, and um, 
I was so um, controlled by my emotions. I couldn't commit. I couldn't stick with it. I would just really in my heart feel like I was ready. But then again, I would just like completely like just go right back to doing my own thing. So that kind of went on throughout my early 20s. Um, I was promiscuous yet again. I wasn't in a relationship. I was single at the time. And, you know, me looking for love and looking for a void being filled. I, um, <clears throat> I would seek, you know, men's attention and men's love. And, you know, I, my whole aim wasn't to, you know, solely just go out looking for different sex partners, but I would more so be looking for, um, love and acceptance and affection from a man. And it would always end up as not what I wanted and just me being used for my body. So that's how that cycle would just, was perpetual because it was just like, I was chasing, you know, somebody to love me when all they wanted from me was sex. So it was like a revolving door. And, um, then around 2005, my mother, excuse me, she had an accident she was in like this horrific car accident and it ended up leaving her um with some brain injuries and um handicap but thank god you know she's functional and um you know she's able to live alone and you know she's doing well so i thank god that he spared her life but that did a number on me too emotionally <clears throat> because I didn't know if she was going to survive or not. And even though, you know, I had a rough childhood and she had issues, I still love my mother. And it just really like scared, it really scared and it really like affected me to think that it was a possibility that she wasn't going to survive. But by the grace of God, she did. Um, then I was say around, I was 24. I started working at the jail that I work at now. And, um, for those beginning years, um, the promiscuity went on. I did a lot of clubbing. I did a lot of, um, I just had some heart issues. I wasn't really like, I always tried to have integrity and I always, you know, try to present myself in a certain light to the world because I didn't want anybody to view me as, you know, a certain way. And I always try my best to be a good example to my children so I didn't really go off on the deep end but once I started to know God more I really can look back and see just just how messed up of a person I was even though you know on the exterior it didn't seem to be that way and I wasn't really like doing the worst or the most or a lot of evil deeds in my mind that I thought I wasn't doing I still I just had a lot of character flaws like I was very um prideful I had a lot I was very materialistic I was um I used to be like condescending towards people um I just was mean sometimes and I just had one of those attitudes that I felt like nobody can get nothing off on me. I had to like go off or snap or show people, you know, that they can't get nothing off on me. And, you know, I just had a bad attitude. I had some unforgiveness in my heart. I had some bitterness I had a lot of um, disappointments, you know, so it all kind of like showed in my attitude. 
And um, I felt like going to the club, you know, looking, you know, like I had it all together on the out was like, you know, my ultimate goal because I feel like if I could just outwardly put on a persona, then inwardly I would feel better. But honestly, it was just fleeting because if I would feel if I would feel good for the moment, it wouldn't last. I end up right back, you know, doing the same things that that were just pointless and didn't make me feel no better. So, um, I did a lot of just, when I look back at it, I always just envision myself just like being in the wilderness, like just being in some desolate place alone, isolated, like in a maze. Like, let's just say somebody just dropped me down in a maze and I just really didn't have no, didn't know where I was going, but I was looking for something. I was looking for a way out. I was looking for, you know, wholeness and fulfillment and things that I was never going to find it in. So I was just like, just wandering around on a mission and lost and didn't know where I was going and just I couldn't sit still I couldn't sit down I was just driven by this thing that I felt like if I could just attain then I would have peace and I was on this mission for years and I just never never had peace I never felt content and you know I would shop and you know go out and you know, crave for people's attention and just, just was on a, um, just on a mission. And, and I just didn't understand why I was so unhappy, why I never fit in with the people that I was hanging around because deep down inside, I would always feel like I didn't really belong because people were always either spitefully, um, you know, try to try to bring me down out of jealousy, or people would try to, you know pull me into the things that they were into and I really wasn't into it and I would just go along with it just thinking that maybe this would be the way you know I just felt like some of the lifestyles and some of the people I was involved with it was just so out of my inner character that like my heart it was so out of it wasn't out of my character it was more so it wasn't it wasn't who I was deep down I just didn't know who I was deep down but I just didn't understand why can I not have you know these lifestyles and be these types of people that I'm around and just be at peace or you know be okay with it or be comfortable with it and it was because that that's not who I was that's not who I really was I just did not know it at the time so um I just went through being so used and abused by men I went through a lot of attacks and a lot of hatred from people at work that I worked with that were jealous of me people who didn't like me for no reason I always kind of like minded my business and tried to like stay under the radar, but people would always come for me. It was just like always an attack. And I just went through so many ups and downs emotionally working at that job. I hated it. I got a lot of sexual harassment from the inmates. I was being harassed by my coworkers. It was mainly just the women and the men coworkers were like, you know, coming at me in lustful ways so it was just like it was too much and um I would just always feel like you know I'm on the verge of quitting but 
for you know at the time I didn't know what the reason was and for years I didn't know what the reason was but I just didn't understand why I could not get out of there because in the past when I would apply for jobs I would get them but now I had started applying for jobs because I was just so miserable at this job but I couldn't get hired at different jobs and I just really felt stuck so um I started back in, I would say, at the age of 31 in 2013, I started seeking God again because I just got so tired of this this never-ending quest of trying to find love. Like, that was my soul... Um, mission like that was just really what I was that was my idol I would say I idolized looking for a real and a genuine love and somebody to give my love to and that's what kept me in those cycles of being promiscuous and just being you know materialistic and being um, just so just carnal is the only word I could think of but um so I remember one day I was I was you know I had started seeking God again I had started reading the Bible I started to pray I started to just stuff myself with like all godly materials books and and stuff and watch a lot of sermons I I was working on Sundays so at the time I couldn't go to church even though I wanted to so I would watch sermons at work um and I would just I just felt myself drawn closer to God and I really was going after him and and I ended up on this website where it says if you want to give your life to Christ um type something in a box and somebody responds so they kind of like opened up this Pen, this pen pal relationship with somebody off that worked for the website that I would just um you know talk to about you know where I was at and you know what I wanted and what God was doing in me and that really really built me up but of course that desire in me for a relationship it took over and I ended up backsliding so I remember um about some months later in 2014 um i met my husband and we got married in 2015 and um i think at the end of 2015 my brother ended up um coming to move in with us and um I when I met my husband, we kind of st- would look like go out partying on dates. Like we would go out to the club for a date. We would get together and you know drink, you know as like, you know, having fun together like we was drinking and so that's kind of like that kind of like drew me further back into just my old ways because I was just so excited that I found somebody that you know, I connected with and I just got right back into, you know, all the partying and just uh, fornicating because in the beginning, um, I don't, I think we got married 10 months, I believe it was about 10 months after I met him. So, yeah, so after we got married, I was thinking like, and this is just so messed up to look back and think about but I remember thinking like yeah okay so now I finally you know have what I was looking for and companionship and you know in the the whole you know love area I I feel like I had what I was seeking for all these years I feel you know like now is a good time for me you know to seek God again you know because that 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 fleshly passion that I had for that it was 
am I had fulfilled. I had what I wanted in that area, and now I don't have any more distractions that will pull me away from God. So now I can go after God, which is just like oh, so backwards look, looking, you know, back at it. It was just a backwards way of thinking. So I started to um, start looking for a church. This is this is about December of 2015. I started going around looking for churches, and God had placed in me. Um, <clears throat> he had placed in me always a desire to get a sound word that really ministered to like the innermost part of my being. I never wanted a religious relationship or a worldly Christian relationship with him. I wanted a real relationship because I knew it was a lot of healing that I needed and I wasn't coming to play no games with him. Like I was like really about business. Like I knew that whatever it was that he was going to do in me, it was it was going to have to be something serious. So I wasn't trying to like go after him to be playing no games or to go to like you know, one of these lukewarm type of pity pat, patty cake type of churches where it's like all for show and a social club type of thing. Like I needed the real word and I knew I did. So I, it took me a while, like a, it, I'm not going to say a while, but it took like several churches of me visiting before I found my coworker told me about um, my church, Metro, Metro Christian Worship Center. They um, told me that that was a good church and maybe I should just go check that one out because I wasn't having like no type of like luck with my trying to find one. So I ended up January of 2016 uh visiting metro and the very first sermon that i heard it just blew me away because i knew that god had led me exactly where i needed to be and that's when i just it was like the the fire for god just literally ignited in my heart and I really just started going after him like more than I ever did in my life. And I just started learning because this this church is like he the the my pastor is a teacher. He teaches the word, you know, along with preaching the word. But up under this sound teaching, I learned so much. And and then on my own. You know, I would pursue God on my own when I wasn't at church. So I was just getting fed like so much wisdom and, and knowledge. And the more that I started reading his word, the more he started to renew my mind and renew my thinking and really just bring bring to my awareness of just how dark a lot of parts of my heart was and a lot of error of my ways and he just really started to just do a mighty work in me and he um he the lord just started to just reveal himself to me in so many ways show me so many things and i don't it wasn't like something instantaneous that just happened like you know, and I can just pinpoint exactly what day and when, where and how it happened. But somewhere along the line, I got born again, where literally my old self was gone. And now I was a whole nother person. So now I'm just like shocked at how my the things that I thought were fun to do. And the things that I was interested in and the things that I desired, 
all of that changed and the more i started reading his word the more i started praying the more i started connecting with godly people the more i started to um you know be plugged into him and the things of him everything about my old self just started like shedding away like falling off and i looked around and i realized like wow i literally feel like the things that god wants i want the things that the the attributes that he has that's what i'm going for like i literally started to feel like you know he has literally came to dwell in me and it's not me living now it's him living through me because like even though I was still myself he just changed me from within he literally changed me into another person and I just was like in awe of you know the quick work that he had done in me even though you know it's still a process and i'm still growing you know and i still have things that i need to be delivered from and i still have you know some some things that he wants to mature in me he i know for sure that he has made me new and it's just unreal like the power that he has and how mighty he is to save like so um what happened next i think after i found metro probably a little bit over a year i ended up having to move to ohio i was pregnant with my last baby and um my husband he had some um some business ventures so you know i wanted to support i had a lot of inner struggles about going because i knew that god was not calling me to go but you know i ended up going because i wanted to you know support him and and you know his plans and you know the things that he had lined up career-wise so I ended up going to Ohio while I was pregnant I had so much spiritual warfare the enemy came for me so hard while I was pregnant and I just was an emotional wreck even though I was I didn't I was so sad that I had to leave my church that was like the hardest thing about moving I had to leave my church I had to, I I really did something that God really didn't call me to do by leaving. And I knew that. And I just was unhappy. I did not like it there. I didn't want to be there. And my husband, he did not make it no better for me. Like we was just going through, we was getting into it. We just had issues. So I was just so unhappy. And it was it's been what I'm gonna say now right now concerning my marriage is the the um the best lesson that I've learned about that whole seeking a relationship seeking love from a man seeking companionship that whole thing um that I was you know dealing with for all those years I would say what God the best lesson that I've learned and what what God has shown me through my marriage is that even though you know you thought this is what you wanted that that was going to fulfill you and make you happy and complete you and all of that that's not no human husband included on this earth is going to be able to fill that void that only he can fill. And the biggest lesson that I learned in my marriage is that, like, you know, you thought that that was that was the end to all, and, you know, that was your ultimate goal. And what he just really 
opened my eyes to was just that no natural relationship is going to even scratch the surface of the fulfillment that I'll get in him period and I had to learn that like he gave me what I thought I wanted just to show me that you still want me you still need me and that's just the bottom line and I didn't I wouldn't have I I don't think I would have ever really gotten it if I would never you know gotten to this relationship with the Lord for him to show me that it's spiritual it's eternal longings in my heart that I'm seeking for and not temporary and and these human connections that I thought I needed even though you know those are important but those are not gonna give you what what your what your soul is longing for what you were created for and that's to be in close connection and communion in communion with God so I ended up leaving Ohio I had my baby in Ohio in January of 2018 I came back to St. Louis I packed me and my kids stuff up and we drove back to St. Louis and um the very next day after I got here my brother died and then that was so traumatic for me because you know it was always me and my brother everything that I went through in my life he was right there so I feel like he was the only person that really truly you know knew where I came from and what I've been through because I always kind of withheld that from everybody so you know we were so close in age and we just connected on so many levels and he loved the Lord too so that just really that really just threw me into like a a whirlwind of confusion because I left my husband in Ohio and I came back to St. Louis the very next day my brother died my only true best friend that I've ever had six months later went through you know her own struggles and one thing led to another it was nothing personal towards me but we stopped you know communicating so I basically felt like I lost three of like the most important relationships that I had all within like six months of each other because my I left my husband in Ohio one day the next day my brother died then by six months later me and my friend friendship was basically just sabotaged and that was all by the hand of the enemy so um i just really feel like i had to sacrifice some things for the sake of my relationship with the lord and you know he really kind of like burnt some things off of me I went through like I'm still going through this you know purification and this refining season where I just had to lose a lot of things and I had to be stripped of a lot of things and I had to just you know go through the fiery furnace of affliction but I kind of feel like I've been going through that for my whole life but now it all makes sense as to why I went through what I went through. So, um, my husband ended up coming back to St. Louis. And, you know, of course I've been, you know, reconnected with my church home since I came back in 2018. But, I just dealt with so many negative um, heart issues that the enemy had kind of just I don't know what the word would be but the enemy kind of like created these things within me 
from my life experiences that left a lot of soul wounds that caused me to just struggle with all these different demonically influenced um, heart issues like fear and unforgiveness and lust and pride and just so I had you know abandonment issues and just a lot of things that I just struggled with all those years you know uh, confusion and just depression and just not knowing who I was but when when Jesus got a hold of my heart he and I just feel so blessed because he has really placed the desire in me to go after him no matter what I go through no matter how dark it gets no matter how chaotic my circumstances are he has placed in me something that that it 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 has not it has not died you know even in the midst of you know me you know having dry seasons or being distracted there's this connection that I have with the Lord I love the Lord so much he has placed in me this desire to go after him constantly to always seek him to always seek the things of him and to just be you know more mature and and to grow from glory to glory bit by bit there's always this longing and yearning to go higher in him and he has really set my heart ablaze for him and and I couldn't have done this. I couldn't have done none of this in a natural. But all I can say is, he is so mighty and able and waiting and willing to heal us and to set us free from all of the demonic oppression that the enemy throws on us and overwhelms us with. But he is just so gracious and and redemptive like his whole I, I really feel like everything that I went through in my life it was all to set me up for me and his great relationship like everything that he put me through well that he allowed for me to go through um, I, it all worked out for my good because it got me to where I am now. I really believe that all of my trials and all of my afflictions and all of my struggles and challenges and, you know, misfortunes that I had in my life, it all led me to a place where I realized that I can't do this life on my own. Like I cannot function with all of this pressure and all this pain on me, I can't function without him. I I need something bigger than me to be able to do this life because I really tried. I really did try to make everything happen in my own power that I could to be able to make my life go well. And my life was in shambles. So it was like I got to a point where I just got so tired of being used and abused that I just had to go back to revert back to my creator, the one who was the lover of my soul, the one who had been tugging on me for all those years, but I just was so stiff-necked and so deceived in my sin that I felt like he had to take the back burner until I was ready. But he, he brought me to that place I was so weak that I felt like I had no other choice but to cry out to to the Lord the one who I knew 
was waiting on me. I knew he was. I would be right in the middle of my sin and he would literally convict me while I was doing it. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking like, why am I the only one thinking about God right now? You know, everybody else just freely doing what they want to do and they don't have no regard for God. But I found myself all the time, constantly being convicted every time I would uh, be in the middle of doing stuff that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. And God was just like really working on my heart, but I ran from him for so long. And I had this unhealthy fear of him because I, the enemy was condemning me and God was convicting me. So it was just like the enemy, you know, he had ruling reign over me at that point so it was just like I didn't know what to do but I just knew I had to make my way to God some type of way and I got so weak and I got so just got tired of being tossed around like a rag doll by the enemy that I ended up just giving giving in and going after God but slowly but surely he made a way and saw fit for me to you know be connected with people through their website through metro and um he found ways for me to you know get to know him more and i i'm just forever grateful and thankful for the place that he has brought me to because it ain't no telling what i would be on or where i would be at mentally going through all of the stuff i've gone through in my life if it if I had not surrendered my life to him and I'm just forever thankful and grateful so I just want to close out before this podcast is over and just say a prayer um you know because I just feel like there's somebody out there that even if this is ministering to just one soul I I just know that there might be somebody out there because the Lord has called me to tell my testimony. I've been so reluctant. There's somebody that this can minister to and that this could help to draw them nearer to the Lord for them to get saved and be snatched out the the hand of the enemy like I was. So, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Lord, and this platform, Lord, to get my testimony out, Lord. I thank you for giving me the courage, Lord God, to do it, Lord. And Lord God, I just pray, Lord God, that your power, Lord God, will be sent out, Lord, through the airwaves, Lord God, that somebody, Lord God, under the sound of my voice, Lord God, will be touched, Lord God, by your spirit, Lord, and and that they would just realize, Lord God, that they have a hope, Lord God, in you, Jesus, and that if they would just cry out to you, Lord God, you said knocking the door will be open, Lord God. So, Lord God, you said seeking and you shall be found, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that they would take that step, Lord, onto the path of life, Lord God. And they would cry out to the one true living God, Lord. And that they would surrender, Lord God, and seek you, Lord God, wholeheartedly, Lord, that you may deliver them lord god that you may set them free lord god that you may heal them lord god and that you will make them that man or that woman in you lord that you have called them to be lord i just pray lord god that i will be a vessel lord god and your hands and feet on this earth lord salt and light lord god that i may be a witness lord god to your truth lord and to your power lord god and your ability, Lord God, to do anything, Jesus. So, Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just be with the listeners, Lord God, and that you would just use my words, Lord God, to soften the hard parts of their heart, Lord, that they may be drawn nearer to you, Lord God, to seek you, Lord God, for redemption and salvation, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um, Don't forget, tune in to the next episode of His Chosen Child. I'll keep you updated on 
what's next. Just continue to, you know, reach out for the Lord and let him do his do his thing, Lord. Just let him do his thing in you. In Jesus' name. Amen.